Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Embracing what's fun with Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. Jason Alexander, as long as you're asking, at the Bushnell last night. What a ton of fun that was. Although I will tell you, I'm happy that those promos are over. Man, when I'm sitting there doing my newscast, uh, that seemed like all I heard for about six months straight. But uh, other than that, uh, the buildup to the show was absolutely incredible, and uh, and I'm so happy for Light 100.5 WRCH, our sister station, and their partner, Hartford Healthcare's Cancer Institute at Hartford Hospital, for putting on that great show last night at the Bushnell. Um, it was packed. It was absolutely packed. I didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, I work here, but I'm not always up to speed on what's going on with the other stations and how tickets were selling and all of that. It was packed. Uh, It was great to see people of all ages, many of them undoubtedly Seinfeld sitcom TV fans. And, um, you know, although Jason Alexander, let's be honest, he's done so many other things. But everybody always seems to remember him for George Costanza on Seinfeld. And interestingly enough, he didn't talk a ton about it. Um, Obviously, people wanted to know, and people asked him some questions. He took questions from the audience, but um, it wasn't the focus of the show. He talked more about uh, his observations of life in the past and now in the present. And if you're wondering, I don't know if anybody really explained how this was going to work, um, at least not on News Talk 1080 here. Um, They called it, as long as you're asking... A conversation with Jason Alexander. And what this is all about, and, and I didn't quite know what the title of the show meant, um, but it was a, a good surprise when I got there. Because what he does is he takes questions from the audience. And as he explained when the show started, he said, Folks, I've done plenty of speaking engagements. And when people started to ask me to be a speaker and to speak at events and be a keynote speaker, um, I would go up there and uh, and I'd talk about what I wanted because they told me that they didn't necessarily have anything in mind that they wanted him to talk about. And so uh, what he ended up doing was uh, he, he found out that people are always saying, well, you could have talked more about Seinfeld. You could have sung and danced more. Yes, he dances and he sings. And uh, so finally he decided that he was going to come up with a one-sheet topic list hand it out to people at the beginning of the show and say, all right, here, here's some things that we could talk about, and I'll take questions from all over the audience, and you can ask. And so some of the topics were, obviously, there was Seinfeld, uh, politics, which did not come up, except for a quick line at the end, but uh, honestly, very little politics came up. Talked about love and marriage. I'll get back to that one. Talked about poker. Apparently he plays poker. I didn't know that until last night. Talked about Captain Kirk, William Shatner, who was perhaps his biggest influence when he was getting interested in acting and really uh, loved to pretend that he was Captain Kirk and William Shatner. And finally had the chance to meet him while he was a few years into Seinfeld. And he told him, appreciate the fans that you have, however you get them. A lot of people uh, remember Captain Kirk and Star Trek, but was not necessarily his favorite project, but people remember him for it, put him on the map, and he always appreciates that. And so he taught that uh, life lesson to Jason Alexander, and he talked about that and what it meant to him. Baldness was one of the topics, but that also didn't come up. Love and marriage. This was fun. 
He found a poor... <laughs> I felt... I felt bad for the guy in this couple. I really did. He found a couple in the audience that was near the front of the stage. And uh, they were about to move in together. This is just a long story short. They were about to move in together. And uh, I'd say that they were in their 20s. I don't know, maybe um, 25. Maybe. I don't think they were 30. I'd, I'd give them mid-20s. And so he brought them up on stage. And whenever the guy answered a question wrong... Jason would pull out a little water bottle and he'd spritz them. So he says, you know, what do you love best about your girlfriend? And, uh, you know, he's nervous. And he says, uh, she's beautiful. And Jason said, wrong. And he gets out the water bottle. He sprays him, really hoses this poor kid down. And I felt bad for him, especially because he has glasses and I wear glasses. And I know that if you even get as much as a raindrop on those glasses, it can be an honest to God pain to clean and uh, he got hosed down quite a bit, but uh, it was fun. He got them singing and dancing on stage. So all in all, it was a great event. Glad to have bought tickets to support a good cause and to have a great Friday night out at the Bushnell in Hartford. Jason Alexander, as long as you're asking, I don't know when he'll come back. Uh, I know that he's done this before, and I know that uh, I don't know this, but I'm guessing that he'll do it again. Um, we had a great turnout, and it was a ton of fun. Jason Alexander last night at the Bushnell, and yes, I made some connections for Spotlight Connecticut, so I hope we'll get some behind-the-scenes access to the Bushnell, and we'll bring that to you on Spotlight Connecticut maybe uh, at the beginning of next year. We have a few guests coming up. We have, um, right after this next break, the Connecticut International Auto Show is back next weekend, and we'll be bringing on the president of the Connecticut Automotive Retailers Association to talk about that event coming up at Mohegan Sun. Spiritual medium Maura Geist in the latter half of the show. She has an event that's coming up. And, yes, I went to a restaurant that has some Romanian food. All of that on the way on WTIC. This is WTIC in Hartford. Hi, I'm Justin Iraqi Hill, and I'm listening to Spotly Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Now, all color buffs in Connecticut should be aware that next weekend is probably going to be their dream weekend. The Connecticut International Auto Show, it is here next weekend. Mohegan Sun, that's the basic information, but we're going to dig into this even further. My guest is Sarah Frixill. She is the president of the Connecticut Automotive Retailers Association, a.k.a. CARA. Hi there, Sarah, and welcome to the show. Hello, thanks so much for having me. You guys must be so excited for next weekend. Yes, we are very much looking forward to bringing back the annual International Auto Show at Mohegan Sun Expo Center from November 10th running until November 12th. And perfect, that's all of next weekend starting next Friday and it goes until Sunday. I know that you guys had some hiccups because of COVID-19, as did everything and everybody but uh, I would imagine that you guys have come back pretty strong from that dark little period that we went through. Yes, we postponed the show for two years, but we were back last year, had a great show, and we are looking forward to having an even better show this year. Well, tell everybody, Sarah, if you could, what can people expect? Or maybe we'll start with some uh, a bigger picture question here. What is this event all about? So this event is all about an opportunity for car buffs, anyone interested in looking at the newest makes and models to come in, walk around, see vehicles in a no pressure environment. You can 
open most of the cars and sit inside them, turn the knobs, get a real feel for them. And you can talk to product specialists who will be on hand to answer any questions you may have. And it's really an opportunity to see a bunch of different uh, makes and models in one location. Now, is this an opportunity for people to say, all right, there it is. That's the car. I want it and I'm going to buy it. Or is this more for people to just kind of explore, see what's out there, check out the different price ranges and the different vehicles? So it is an opportunity to explore and check out the different makes and models that are out there. But if you are interested in buying any of the vehicles, a product specialist can direct you to where you can find these vehicles at your local dealerships. All right. Now, I understand that there are some details that are still being worked out at this point in time um, up to next weekend's show. But could you give people an idea, maybe what kinds of vehicles you know are going to be there, uh, what they could expect to see? Sure. So we'll we'll be having Hyundai, Toyota, Nissan, Subaru, Mercedes-Benz, Ram, Kia, Honda, Chrysler, Dodge, Volvo, Volkswagen, Ford. We have a classic car showcase. We also have an electric vehicle showcase. And um, in fact, the Ford is offering an EV ride and drive. So you can actually experience the vehicles on the road. Wow. Yeah. EV, that's been something that has been talked about so much in Connecticut and nationally too, but just talking about Connecticut here. Uh, just in the last year, the talk about EVs has exploded. Do you expect a lot of EVs at this or not so much? There'll be plenty of EVs to see. We have um, EVs throughout the show floor for several of the, the brands, as well as a separate EV showcase. And then, as I mentioned, the ride and drive is will be EVs to, to, to ride in. A lot of people have questions about EVs, and so I think it's good that Next weekend's Connecticut International Auto Show is going to have product specialists there to help walk people through what is an EV all about. Absolutely. There's a lot of unknown when it comes to EVs. People have what they call range anxiety. They want to know how to charge the cars, and there'll be experts at the show who can walk you through that process. All right, Sarah. Now, when I think about vehicles in 2023, which... Let's be honest, it's almost 2024, and I'm assuming that most of what we'll see next weekend, although I don't want to say that for sure, but I'm sure that we're going to see plenty of 2024 models. But a lot of people in the last year or two have been talking about the price of vehicles, whether it's new or used, the prices have gone higher. And I think that one thing that you've pointed out is that there are plenty of different price ranges that are available at this auto show, correct? Absolutely. There are going to be luxury vehicles as well as uh, family-friendly, affordable vehicles. Where can people find out about this show? On our website, www.ctautoshow.com. There'll be information on that site about the show with details on tickets and how to purchase tickets. You can buy tickets for the show ahead of time through that website or you can purchase tickets at the box office on the day of the event. You guys have been putting this event on for a number of years, and I'm kind of curious, how did this all come to be, this no-pressure opportunity for people to go and explore cars at Mohegan Sun? So part of the experience here is that we run, through the Connecticut Auto Retailers Association, a charitable foundation, and so 
part of the proceeds from this show go toward funding the foundation, which grants uh, funds to organizations across Connecticut um, that are worthy charities. Is there a cost to get into this? Yes. So there is a cost. It's $14 for adults, $10 for seniors, $6 for children aged 6 to 12, and children under 6 are free. But I also do want to mention that in honor of Veterans Day weekend, we do offer free admission for retired and active military who have proper ID with them. And they also will receive a $2 discount for guests that come to the show with them. What kind of attendance are you guys expecting next weekend? We had great attendance last year, and we hope to even have more attendees this year as we're coming back out of COVID. And, um, you know, Mohegan Sun itself is a great destination. You can make a day of it. Come on out, have something to eat at one of the restaurants, at the casino, maybe play a few tables. And um, there's really something for everyone at Mohegan Sun. Absolutely. And, you know, they've got so many big spaces there that uh, obviously you need that if you're bringing in all of these different vehicles. Yes. What kind of comeback have you guys seen since COVID and the demand for vehicles? And I'm talking maybe more so for your association. I'm talking with Sarah Frixel, president of the Connecticut Automotive Retailers Association. Um, but, you know, that demand has been there. People are trying to get cars. And uh, like I said, it's also expensive. Yes. So the demand for vehicles has been high. The dealers remained open throughout the pandemic and there was interest um, from buyers across the board looking for vehicles. And, uh, you know, that interest continues to grow. Um, The supply chain has been difficult, but that's improving. And so um, there is a high demand, but um, the supply is meeting that demand. You mentioned that there's going to be a vintage display at next weekend's Connecticut International Auto Show. But primarily, this is a new vehicle event. But what can people expect for the vintage side of things? You know, this is for the the real lovers of auto and uh, the people that go to car shows, which traditionally have older vehicles. Um, So, you know, why do you guys do it? And what do you guys have available for it? Do you know? So, yes, we have the classic car showcase. And it is similar to the, the cars you'll see at those car shows you mentioned and all sorts of different makes and models will be there and it's a real fun part of the show in contrast to all of these brand new vehicles that are also going to be displayed what can somebody do if they can't get there next weekend for whatever reason but they're still interested or they want to explore different vehicles for sale you know maybe they're considering what can they do So all of the dealers in Connecticut offer um, information on their own websites. You can do research online for vehicles, and the dealers are there to inform customers. So if you're interested in vehicles, seek out your local dealer, go take a test drive. And um, like I said, the websites are up to date and very informative. So online shopping is um, more and more popular these days. I actually had a friend just last week tell me that their new car came in. Now, note my, note my words there, Sarah, because they ordered this vehicle custom. And earlier this year, I know somebody else who went through that process of ordering 
a custom vehicle. Is that becoming more and more of a thing these days? Yes, with the ability to order online, that's certainly um, a more popular option. And then with the supply chain issues, you will hear that some cars were back ordered. Or if you were interested in a particularly popular model, you may have to wait a few months to get into that vehicle. So um, certainly customization and um, the ability to pick out just exactly what you want can be done um, through your local dealer. So if somebody goes next weekend, in theory, to your event and they like the vehicle that's there, but maybe they want a specific color or a specific interior or maybe a special version of the car that's not readily available, maybe one of the product specialists that's there can talk with them about the custom option? Absolutely. The product specialist will be able to talk about options available for these vehicles and direct you to a local dealer who will walk you even further into the process of what options you have if you are interested in a particular car. I'm hearing so many people do this custom thing. I can't believe it. But I went yeah, through it at the process. Cool. I bought my car four years ago that was almost not talked about. Right. It just continues to grow all of these options. And, you know, buyers are interested in having exactly what they want, right? Exactly. Sarah, <laughs> if you could just remind everybody again, what's your organization that you're president of and how can people learn more about what you do, but also, more importantly, learn about next weekend's event at Mohegan Sun. So if you could just run through those final details for us, please. Yep, absolutely. I, I am president of the Connecticut Automotive Retailers Association, and the auto show is coming up next weekend, November 10th through November 12th at Mohegan Sun Expo Center. And for information about the show and to purchase tickets online, you can visit www.ctautoshow.com. I bet you have a hectic week coming up, Sarah, so I want you to enjoy the rest of your weekend, but I think everything will go quite smoothly and you'll enjoy it next weekend, no doubt. We're looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Sarah. That is Sarah Frixel, president of the Connecticut Automotive Retailers Association. Next weekend at Mohegan Sun, it's the Connecticut International Auto Show. It starts on Friday and it goes until Sunday. Can I get my Rolls Royce there? <laughs> Something tells me they're probably not going to have that. Maybe in their vintage selection. I don't know. We'll have to get there and check out for ourselves. We'll be back with Spiritual Media More Geist on WTIC. Hang on. Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. You better believe that I will be singing this song tonight at Mohegan Sun. See, talking more about Mohegan Sun. They ought to sponsor the show, but uh, they're not at this point in time. I'm just very excited to see Paul Anka and the Seven Decades Tour tonight at 8 o'clock at the Mohegan Sun Arena, and I will be there. Unfortunately, I'm going alone because the person that I was going to go with uh, has fallen ill, and they can't make it. Um, Thursday, they started to feel not right, and they tell me this. They say, Morgan, we're determined to go to the show, and I said, no. No, you are not coming with me. I am not getting sick. <laughs> not not uh, knowing that uh, the person who's going to be in the car with me and sitting next to me is going to be sick. And so I said, um, you know, you need to get your rest too. And, uh, and I'm on the radio. I need my voice. So uh, I will be sitting there um, and maybe I'll find somebody to go at last minute. I doubted. But uh, in, nonetheless, I'm very excited to see Paul Inc. I never saw him before. Love a lot of his songs. You're having my baby. A weird song. 
yes, but a great weird song. That's what makes me me. I like uh, all kinds of music and all kinds of messages. So tonight, 8 o'clock, maybe I'll see you there at Mohegan Sun for the Paul Anka Seven Decades Tour. Now, coming up in a few weeks, another event that you could check out is spiritual medium Maura Geist. She's no stranger to this show. She was on, in fact, almost a year ago. Let me take everybody back one year. One year ago this day and around this time, I was made aware that this one hour, two to three in the afternoon on Saturday talk show was going to be launching. And uh, and I said, gee, what am I going to do with this show? It's supposed to be about fun things happening in Connecticut and light opinion and all those kinds of things. And I said, what am I going to do? What's an event that I can talk about? And I remember Moore Geist, who I've seen before and um, had her on a podcast I used to do long, long ago. And I said, maybe Mora will come on. And it turned out that spiritual medium Mora Geist became the very first guest on Spotlight Connecticut. And here we are. Almost exactly a year later, that was November 19th, today is November 4th, and Maura is with us. Welcome to the show yet again. Hi, Maura. Hi, Morgan. Thank you so much for having me on again. Yes, again, this is like, I don't know, your 100th appearance with me? I love it, though. You're, <laughs> you are so much fun. I love talking to you, and I really appreciate that you're, you know that you have me on, so that means a lot. You are our very first recurring guest. That's the title I gave you, I think, earlier this year. <laughs> well, Maura, yes, for somebody so. <laughs> for somebody that doesn't know who you are or what you do, you have a show coming up at the Packing House in Willington, Connecticut, the evening of Friday, November 17th, which will be here before you guys know it. What do you do? How would you tell people what you do? What I try to do is connect people with their loved ones on the other side um, with the hopes of bringing them peace and closure in understanding that their loved ones are always with them, that they're doing well, um, and that they will always be looking out for them. It's, you know, having gone to your show, and I'm trying to think how many times I've gone there um maybe four times, maybe five times over the years, because you've been going to the Willington Packing House now for oh, since pre-COVID, uh, 2018, oh, yeah. 2019. Yeah, so this mm-hmm. has been going on a number of years. And having been there before COVID and since COVID, I can tell you, yes, it is a somewhat somber night, but it's also a happy night. It's weird. It's a bittersweet kind of night. Would you agree? Yes, Absolutely. What can people expect emotionally when they go? Because people walk in, I think, Maura, and they don't necessarily know what to expect, but they have open minds. Everybody there has an open mind, and that's what I love about the Packing House. Everyone that goes there has an open mind, no matter what that event may be. Um, And there are some tears, but there are some laughs, and there are some people, who I think, who are skeptical. So what can people expect emotionally going to one of your shows? Um, honestly, it's different every time. Um, you know, the one thing I try to tell people, the way a person was here in this life carries over, like their best parts, carries over into the next. So if you have someone that was really funny and always liked to joke around, that's going to come through in the evening um, when they come in to say hello. So that's why I never know what it's going to be. It's always going to be something different. Um, sometimes it's very funny. 
Um, sometimes it is sad, but it, it, uh, it always brings, I think, a healing energy to the room. So um, it's definitely an interesting experience, and I would definitely say if you have questions and even if you are skeptical, it's a, a great night out, um, and maybe it's, a, you know, it's something that you can see for, with your own eyes, and you can decide, is this, you know, is this something that is real or not real? But, uh, you know, I always say can't it, be open to the things in life because sometimes, you know, there are things that we just can't completely always understand. I shouldn't laugh, but I do laugh when animals come through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, sometimes you laugh, too. I do, I, I, because sometimes I get caught off guard. I think it's uh, only in the last probably five years that I've had animals coming in very strongly. Um, and, uh, and I'll just tell you r rather quickly, one of the first times that uh, I had an animal come in was I was in a, in a, you know, at a, a place in upstate New York, and it was a rather small restaurant. It only held like 45, 50 people. And there was a very narrow aisle coming down. So I'm beginning my little speech and explaining things. And all of a sudden, I hear, like, the click clock of a horse. And I'm saying to myself, am I, like, imagining things? What am I, what's going on? Um, and all of a sudden, I see this huge Clydesdale horse coming down the center aisle. And he came right up to my face. Nobody could see this. They just saw me backing up because the horse was right in my face. And um, and everyone's wondering what is going on here. Yes. They're wondering why is she backing up like that? And I had to explain to them, um, I have a horse here. And, he, you know, he basically want, he was rescued by someone. So he used to be um, a horse and buggy kind of horse. And he was mistreated. And he aged out, basically. So this woman rescued him. And she brought him home to her farm, and they became the best friends. Um, he would tell me things like when she was having a rough day, he would, she would go outside, brush him, and talk to him. And uh, he just really wanted to come in and tell her thank you for the love and the care that she gave him and that he was okay. And I just thought that that was so funny. I was like, I've never had a horse or an animal come in this way. But that just tells you that even your animals – they're home. They're home with God. They're home in heaven. They're happy and they're okay. It was surprising to me back in May because you were doing a reading for somebody who wasn't even there yet. This was a person. Uh, do you remember this? Yes. This was yes, somebody who was coming. That they were recording it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. They were coming, but they were running late. And this spirit came through, and you were doing the reading. And this woman's friends who were in attendance recognized it. And so mm -hmm. they essentially played along as if she were there and they recorded it for her for later viewing. Yes. Yep. And she contacted me afterwards and she was grateful. I think the souls on the other side know what we can and cannot ha handle. So I think sometimes, you know, I think in that instance, I think her husband thought it may have been overwhelming for her and it was something that needed to be recorded so that she can hear it when she's missing him. So um, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that that happened exactly the way it was meant to happen. And now she has validation that he is there, that, and she can, when she misses him, she can always connect 
to him, you know, um, and she'll know that he's always around. So that was very interesting thing. That was the first time I've ever had that happen, though. Yeah, I never saw that. Uh, I mean, I've only been to a handful of your shows, and right, you're the only right. medium I've ever seen. But, <laughs> you know, to be honest, that was uh, something that took me by surprise. Now, here's something else that took me by surprise. The distance that people will go to see you, P- particularly at the Packing House. And you come a distance yourself because you live in New York. Yes, I do. I live in New York, but I have to say, I, for me, it, I love being there. So for me, it actually brings me a lot of joy and peace to be in that area and to be at the packing house. I have an odd connection to that place, but I do love it. So for me, it brings me happiness. It's an old mill building for people who haven't been there before, and it's been turned into art space and event space. And uh, it, it definitely has a history to it. And what I was specifically talking about, or what I was leading to, I should say, is that there was a lady who listens to WTIC, and she's in central Massachusetts. Our signal goes all over the place, as you know, Maura. And um, and she came mm-hmm. down because she was just surfing the channels and turned on her radio. And she heard our show this spring and decided that she would go down to the event. And, uh, you know, people know me there. And so they were saying, oh, Morgan, right. how are things at WTIC? And she came up to me later. And she said, by the way, I heard your show with Maura a few weeks ago. I had no idea who she was, and let alone travel in an hour to go there. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Um, you know, uh, it, it's it's a long way to go. An hour is a long drive. You know, I actually um, had some people that came to the packing house come to to drive two hours away into New York to an event um, that I had. Oh, really? Been at. So, yeah, and I was surprised that you know. Um, and for me, it means a lot to me. It touches my heart when people go out of their way for that, you know. And, um, you know, in, in a way, I feel bad because I wish I could read to everyone. I could connect for everyone in the room and bring them peace. But sometimes it's really hard. You know, sometimes the, I always say the more dominant souls or the souls that need to really get a message across are the ones that generally push through. You must have a lot of support from your family, too, because every time you go there, you know, they're they're almost like your agents. You know, I've seen you there with your cousin. I've seen you there with your oh, niece. Yes. <laughs> All these people go with you. Yep. I have a great support group of, of friends and family um, that have actually been on this whole journey with me. So I'm so grateful and thankful that they um, that Because the thing is, sometimes if something happens, and, um, I can't, you know, someone has a question and they don't want to ask me in, in, you know, in front of everyone. The great thing about this is that they've been with the people that I bring with me have been through this journey with me that people feel comfortable enough to go up to them and ask them questions. And they can explain it in exactly the way I would explain it because they've been with me so long. So I feel very blessed to have them with me. And have them helping me all the time. Maura, in our final moments together this afternoon for this Spotlight Connecticut, um, what's the message that people should know about your show and the one that's coming up at the Packing House, talking with spiritual media Morm Geist? That's coming up on Friday, November 17th. What's the bigger picture? What's the bigger picture? Um, for me, it's that life doesn't end. It continues. It just transforms into a different way of being and our loved ones in this life that may have suffered or had a difficult time 
they've gone home and they are in um, an amazing place of peace, joy, and unconditional love. Um, if you want to get an idea of what this is, please um, feel free to come to the packing house on November 17th. It will definitely be an interesting and hopefully healing evening for everyone. That's in Willington, Connecticut, off Route 32, for people who don't necessarily know exactly where that is. And more of the doors open at, I think, 6.30, and the event starts at 7.30. Do I have those times right? Yes. Yes. Well, I think the doors open at 7, and I think it's 7. at 7.30. Okay, so yeah. the doors open at 7, event is 7.30. This is at the Packing House on Friday, November 17th, in Willington, Connecticut. All right, Maura, thank you so much for coming on Spotlight Connecticut this afternoon. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Good luck with everything, and um, thank you so much. And when you're back next spring, we'll probably have you back on, okay? I would love that. Thank you so much. We love having Maura Geist on, spiritual medium on WTIC. More on the way. This is WTIC in Hartford. Hi, it's Nadine in Clinton. I'm listening to Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. And if anybody wants to find me on social media, if they want to email me a show idea, not hard at all. You just have to know this little bit of information. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter. One day I'll get that Instagram page going, but today is not the day. At MC News Talk is my handle, at MC News Talk is how you can find me on social media. You can also send me an email. Now, I will warn that this is long-winded, and so pay attention if you would like to email me. But people must obviously take it down. They must obviously put it in their phone. I don't know what they do. Maybe they record off the radio. Who knows? I don't even know if people still do that. But uh, my email address is, here it is, morgan.cunningham at odyssey.com. Told you it's long-winded and clunky, but like I said, people do email it, and I hear from them, and happy to hear from them. M-O-R-G-A-N dot C-U-N-N-I-N-G-H-A-M at A-U-D-A-C-Y dot C-O-M. Never know when that next great show idea will come in, so please tell me what's happening in your neck of the woods. Maybe it's something that you're doing. And if I find it show-worthy, I don't know what will be show-worthy. I don't know what will appeal to me. Just make your best pitch, and maybe you'll get a chance to come on for a little bit. I do want to talk about a restaurant that I went to on Thursday evening, met two friends there. It's called Sylvia's Thompsonville Cafe, and it's located in Enfield, not too far off I-91 northbound or southbound. You want exit 48, which is in Enfield. You go down... Uh, What is it? Is it 5? Is it Route 5? I don't know exactly which main road it dumps you on. But when you get off at exit 48, it's just about, I'd say, two miles away from the highway, if that. So it's not terribly far off the highway if you want to check out Sylvia's Thompsonville Cafe. Sylvia is the primary chef there. She has a limited staff, and uh, she is known for her Romanian-inspired dishes, And in some cases, she takes that Romanian style and adds it as some kind of a new twist, if you will, to popular dishes like chicken parm and all the other things. The menu is really all over the place. I tried, this is my first time going, I tried the Switzerland lamb stroganoff, which was absolutely delicious. 
I was taken aback, though, that there were no mushrooms. I was hoping that mushrooms would be in it. That kind of makes the stroganoff really, well, a stroganoff and very good. But, um, you know, it was a different take altogether. It was a thicker, sto- thicker sauce. Um, you know, uh, it was a little darker in color, darker brown instead of a lighter brown. But it was very good. Uh, a friend of mine had chicken francais, which looked beautiful. And another friend had the Romanian holiday dinner, which, get this, a lot comes with that plate. Roast pork, stuffed cabbage, sauerkraut, sausage, and roasted potatoes. And another thing that Sylvia's Thompsonville Cafe is known for is catering. So be aware, some days she's out doing catering and the restaurant itself is actually closed. So if you are thinking about going, know two things. Number one, it might be closed, so you want to call ahead to double-check that the hours are, in fact, going to be open at the restaurant. But also know that if you go on a weekend, I'm told Saturday night, like tonight, is almost impossible to get seated in there. So just know that about Sylvia's Thompsonville Cafe. Check it out. Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham.